everybody. Welcome to episode 214 of the Running Rogue podcast. We've got two more episodes in this series with Jen and Ruth before I return in the new year. And in today's episode, we have a gut-wrenching but also inspirational conversation with Rogue community member Brenda Stevens. I'll turn it over to Jen to intro this one. Here we go. I want to introduce you guys to Brenda Stevens. She's a wife. She's a mom of three, Ben, Emily, and Mark. Um, and yet she she suffered something, probably the most unimaginable thing that any parent has would have to go through with the loss of a child. Um, she lost her daughter, Emily. I'm getting choked up just thinking about it, so I, I can't even imagine how she feels. Um, but she channeled that unfathomable heartbreak into something positive and life-changing, not only for herself and her family, but for other people around her. She turned to running. She built a team. She fundraised for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And her team, Emily Strong, raised $30,000 in 2018 and over 33000 in 2019. So $60,000 plus out of this one incredible determined mom and runner. Um, the weird part of this connection is that I only know her virtually. I connected with her and her family. They were a guest at our Airbnb and uh, probably one of the most fun guests I've ever had because she sent me pictures of you know who was at our house and um, so that I would be able to get to know them a little better. And then I got to know her story and I had the honor of uh, being her remote run coach and sounding board as she trained for her St. Jude Marathon last December. So incredibly inspired by this woman that I've never even met in real life. Therefore, I know that the She Squad will be too. So welcome, Brenda. Hello. Thanks so much for having me be here. I'm, and I am definitely looking forward to the time that we get to meet in person. And I know we're <laughs> supposed to hug each other, but I'm sorry. I probably give you a huge hug. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm I'm a hugger too, so I welcome that. We're we we can do this. Um we we really appreciate you coming today and sharing your story with our athletes. Um I know I shared a little bit of background, but that's just teeny bit. So will you tell the She Squad a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Uh, my husband John and I've been married a little over 30 years. We live in a small community outside of Waco called Sonic Spring. Um, I have a degree in accounting and a master's in education, so I've worked in both of those fields, but I've been very blessed most of my married life. I've been able to be a stay-at-home mom, which really helped our family with Emily and her illness, but um I'm currently a director right now. I'm a volunteer director of an organization in our community that provides clothing and school supplies and food for some of our students in our district and their families who need a little extra help. So that keeps me busy. Um, and like Jennifer said, we have three children. Uh, we have Ben, who graduated from the University of Texas in Austin. He lives in Dallas, and he recently got engaged. A very wonderful girl named Hannah, and we're very excited, and we're going to go this weekend to Austin to look at wedding venues, so that's a, a bright spot for all of us. Um, our youngest is Mark, and he is a junior at the University of Texas, 
government major, and he was home with us all since spring break. We had a great time having that time with him that we otherwise would not have had, but he is now back in Austin, going to school and working, and is extremely happy to be back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we have Emily. She also graduated from the University of Texas. She was in the McComb School of Business. Graduated in 2016 with honors. I have to brag on myself. Um, and then she she uh, got a job with Frida Lay as an analyst in their marketing department. Um, and she she loved that job. But um, you asked about hobbies. I I don't really have a whole lot of hobbies. So I would say just being with my family. I love working in the yard, and now I love running and reading. <laughs> So <laughs> that that's awesome. Are those it, actually it sounds like you have a lot of hobbies, especially if you add the volunteering and all that to it. So it's super impressive, exactly. especially three kids. Um, I was just kind of interested to find out. I mean, we all come to running uh, for different reasons and different ways. So can you tell us about your athletic history in the past? And also, um, did you grow up participating in any kind of sports? Well, <laughs> family would be laughing and rolling in the floor right now. I played no, I was in no sports at all, not athletic at all. The most I did was uh, they laughed and they said, well, yeah, you played kickball in fifth grade. And when you went up to kick the ball, you stood on it and you broke your arm. I fell and broke my arm. (laughs) I'm not athletic at all. Um, After we had Mark in my forties, I did start running just for exercise, but I never ran more than three miles ever. So until all of this, so I would say, no, I'm not athletic at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I I think standing on the kickball, that shows, that shows the potential of athleticism. I think I've done that by mistake as well. So a lot of people struggle, and myself is one of them, with uh, anxiety, the um, the grief around loss, especially during the you know this time crazy time of the pandemic and social unrest. Can you share your and Emily's story and how that led to you starting to run and helped you through uh, dealing with that tragedy and grief? Sure. Um... She was diagnosed when she was four, and she passed away when she was 23. So it's kind of a long story, but I'll summarize as quickly as I can. Um, When she was four, she was diagnosed with a brainstem tumor, and they did a surgery, a craniotomy, and it was her tumor was in her brainstem so much so that they could not debulk and get all of it. So at that time, they told us she would probably not live more. In two more years. But um, miraculously, her tumor uh, kind of shrunk down on its own. And from four years old until seventh grade, she was great. She lived a normal life. She was just a normal little girl having a lot of fun. Seventh grade, it started growing again. And that time we went to Boston because they had a new machine called an intraoperative MRI machine, which helped them, um, is just helped with the surgery, make it safer for her. So it debulked it again, and then uh, she was fine. 
went on to high school, 10th grade, it began growing again. We were at MD Anderson for six weeks. Um, she, this is, shows her determination. We would do all of her homework during the week while she was getting radiation. Friday morning, we would get up, do radiation super early, drive back home, go to the high school. She would take all of her tests. And then she was on the dance team and she would go in and uh, participate at the pep rallies. And just, we did that for six weeks. And uh, she was able to go ahead and graduate from high school valedictorian. So she was wow. determined to not let this tumor dictate who she was. She was going to prevail. And um, she, she also went to the University of Texas. In fact, Ben and Emily brainwashed Mark. That's why he's there too, because... <laughs> couldn't go anywhere else. So, um, she went on and uh, was in the business school. She pledged Tridelt. Everything was going great. And then her sophomore year, the tumor began to grow again. And this time, none of our doctors at any of the hospitals we had been in had options. They didn't know what to do. So they they told us to get in contact with St. Jude which we did and uh, fell in love with uh, Dr. Amar Gajar was her doctor. And she, through a lot of pain and cr another craniotomy, she was able to qualify for an experimental chemo trial. Um, it was two years of oral chemo while she was in college. And there were some not so fun side effects. But as I said earlier, she was determined to keep living and she just kept going to college. She finished the beginning of her senior year. The tumor had shrunk. She felt great, which we are so thankful for because she had a wonderful senior year. She fell in love with a wonderful boy. Um, oh. And so she graduated that summer. We traveled to Europe and then she left us and she stayed in Europe with a bunch of friends and we came home and she kept traveling for a couple more weeks. Um, and then she came back, started working for Frito-Lay, and unfortunately, in October, her tumor began growing again, and that first chemo did not work the second time, and um, her tumor ended up hemorrhaging in October of that year, 2017, and so from October through January, we lived in Memphis at St. Jude until she passed away um, January 23rd, 2018. But we, uh, she fought really, really hard. She, she had to be intubated and was on a, a um, ventilator in Dallas at, um, at Dallas Medical. And um, she was one of their few patients that got off the ventilator. And within a week, she had made them help her walk up and down the hall. And they couldn't believe it. So she, all her whole life, she had the determination to, to just keep going. So, but how I got into running was after she passed away, her two best friends and college roommates, Nikki and Abby called and said that they wanted to run in the St. Jude rock and roll half marathon that's in Nashville every year in April. And they wanted me to do it with them. And I was like, Oh, I don't think <laughs> but um, we all got training and I train, I run with no music. 
I run usually by myself unless I'm with my husband. And I use that time. I re- it really helped me to have the time to um, to talk to Emily and God and um, work through those things that, you know, I, I cried on some runs and some other times I just ran to run. And there, it provided me a lot of time to think. And uh, I just kept thinking of her. So that's how I started running. <laughs> <laughs> because because she was there with you. I, you don't run alone. You run with Emily. I, I had her every day. Uh, absolutely. Oh, what a fighter. Um, and what, what an amazing story, honestly, as, as someone who's, we've had our own you know, kind of ups and downs with cancer and cancer treatment and cancer centers over time. But, um, this is, it is amazing. Um, the journey it takes you on and the things you learn along the way. And I love that, you know, two of Emily's friends were the ones that kind of helped helped start it. Yeah. So Nikki and Abby, I love that. Um, I mean, obviously grief is a, a really powerful motivator and, and a powerful tool um, to use in overcoming grief, right? Um, you know, it's exactly what you, you were doing was like channeling that grief and trying to work your way through those stages. Um, but training for and running a marathon at that next level, you know, like a half marathon is, is already kind of super heroic. So then you took it to the next step of, of training and running for a marathon. So, you know, how did you, make that leap um, and decide to fundraise, you know, for such a worthy cause of St. Jude. Um, so how did you make that leap to, to go into that next step after you're like, okay, I did this with Nikki and Abby. I yeah. went and did, you know, the rock and roll half. Um, what made you keep going? Well, um, when that weekend that we ran the race, um, John and Ben and Mark were there. Emily's boyfriend, Sandra, were there, um, and they watched us and cheered us on through the whole race, and they were at the finish line, and when we finished, all of them were like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. We, I'm going to do this. I want to do this now, which my husband's not a runner at all, so <laughs> they got all excited about it, and so we thought, okay, we need to form a team, because when we were at St. Jude, uh, in the December before when Emily, I rolled around in her wheelchair and we watched the St. Jude Marathon go by our, where we were living. Yeah. And so we, I just started talking to all of our friends and they all got super pumped about forming a team. So we went through the whole thing of deciding on the name and uh, we formed our first team that Last in 2018, uh, had over 40 members come, mostly her friends from school, a lot of our friends and our family. Um, and we raised, like I said, I think over 30,000. 30, and it yeah. was the best weekend. It was so much fun to be together and to be in Memphis where we had Emily there, part of her, all of our, we have good memories. I know it sounds crazy, but we have really good memories from there. Sure. Uh, St. Jude did so much. They gave her five extra years of life. And so our entire family has dedicated the rest of our lives to run for them and to work for them. We're in the middle of a, a silent auction right now. Our event here in Waco had to be canceled. 
because of all the virus stuff. So we're doing our silent auction virtually for the next until Tuesday. So we are just we do everything we can to raise money for Thin Food because it's a wonderful place and uh, it's uh, so much fun in December when we go up there as a group. So that's how I got started. That's it's beautiful, and I love that you've inspired you know now a huge team over 40 people and you know even just you know for John Ben and Mark and Sanjay and those guys to be at the finish line and see you accomplish that and then you know you inspired them to take that next step to join your team obviously the fundraising is you know very very much needed right like we we want more research going into helping other people not have to go through yeah. some of this and finding better treatments um, and extending the lives of our loved ones. Um, so, what, you know, as coaches, Ruth and I encourage our athletes to, to explore their why, why they run and to use that to fuel them. Because, I mean, you, you know this, you're a runner. There are those days when we don't want to get out the door, right? Like we're just not feeling it or whatever. And you have to have that why and that purpose behind you to get you to lace up and, and get out the, the door. You did not struggle with that. You, you were very clear of purpose all along. You know, even, you know, as you talked about kind of going on those solo runs and, and, and talking to Emily and talking to God and trying to make peace with what had happened, you had your why. But what I got to witness, so when I met you, you already had that. You didn't need help with that. Oh, <laughs> but as you got into running and I listened to you go from, I'm following a schedule because I want to cross the finish line. This is going to be the furthest I've ever run. You know, I want to do my first marathon. That's when I met you was at that point. And then as you started asking questions about training and nutrition and shoes and recovery, and I listened to you evolve from being a runner just trying to cross the finish line to a runner with a goal, you know, and you were asking questions about paces and, um, and the paces you should be doing your different, your various workouts and your training at, and then ultimately setting a time goal, which most first time marathoners don't do. Usually first marathon is to cross the finish line. It, that is enough when you're taking on 26.2 miles, but you did, you ultimately, you, you went all the way from that beginning goal to, um, setting a time goal. So can you talk about that evolution and how you went from that in just, just a couple of months, how that shifted? Yeah. I mean, it, you're right. When I met you, I was staying at your Airbnb and it was funny because I had been training for about a month and I had a run that I needed to do. And I remember I texted you and said, okay, is it safe to run here? You know, and you're like, oh my gosh. And you came back and had all these options for me. I think it may have been your running group because you were telling me if you if you get up at like six, you can join them or and then you yep. run to Austin. And I, I came back in the room and I said, God, I just texted Jennifer about running and she's I think she's a big runner. And Ben looked at me and said, <laughs> Mom, have you not seen their front bedroom? And I said, No, what are you talking about? And he took me in that front bedroom and showed me all of your medals and that you've run a marathon in I think on every continent I was just like <laughs> oh my gosh I've I've really put myself into something here <laughs> um, it, it was just uh, 
unbelievable how you, I, I didn't want to bother you because I, I knew I figured out that this is a pretty big deal for you. And I just thought, oh, she knows so much. I hate not to get the information. And so I think I ended up that weekend telling you about Emily and what we were doing. And you just adopted me and you were, I think your source of knowledge and encouragement made me realize that it was something that I could do and that maybe not just surviving, but going ahead and trying for that time was possible. And um, so you played a huge part in motivating me to do that. To read, my husband just came in now. I just sorry, I didn't mess you up. <laughs> but um, so just having you there to teach me what to do. I even learned what negative splits were. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> and, so that's why your your encouragement and having you to reach. I guess I would say for all of your runners that if you are a runner to to share your knowledge and you did it very openly I mean I would text you one little thing and hope that you answered me back and you would send me this detailed list of what to do and what not to do and all that and then I would just really encourage I think Ruth did a great job of coaching you because I mean you it, so I would say that you played a big part in that um, of getting me to the point where I felt confident that I could could do it under five hours. Well, thank you for saying that. I did not ask you that question for that reason, because, but I am going to brag on you because you didn't do it. So this woman went from just wanting to cross the finish line. I just got to do the miles. And I do remember when you texted me about a running route, I'm like, oh, running routes. I got running yeah. routes. You know, like, you know, I run every direction. And I think I actually sent you on a, a run to UT and back because um, you needed like nine miles that day or something like that. And, um, but, but what was really cool was, you know, uh, like watching you go from not having that time goal to like, do you think I could do under five hours? Like, here's this. And then I, I threw in some Ruthie style. I threw in some long run workouts where we did test out some pacing and kind of see, and we set the goal to come in under five hours. And I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, you ran a 448. Is that right? 448? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, 448. 448. Wow. 448. So not only under five hours, but well under five hours. And so, which it just, an incredible first marathon. Just absolutely. And it was also just, just really fun as, as a remote coach, just to get to, you know, share in an, in an athlete's experience and get to share in your success. Um, I got to see photos of the team, Emily Strong and, um, a video of the whole team together. It was just really cool to see you guys be able to do something together, obviously doing good for St. Jude. Um, and there's, there's a story that I don't even know if you know, your, your husband's a good one. You might want to keep him. Yes. He is. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a good egg. So somewhere along the way in our, our email exchanges, um, I, I think, and I, I think he's a lawyer, so hopefully I'm not going to get in trouble breaking attorney coach privilege here, but you had shared like one of the email exchanges we had with him and I received the sweetest email from him. 
just, um, I did not know that. You didn't know? Yeah. So he, oh. he just sent me an email and it was very simple. He just said, that was an awesome email. Thank you so much for helping my wife. <laughs> and I got to say that thank you so much for helping my wife. I was just like, oh my gosh. Wow. What? What a what a sweetheart! What an amazing support system. Um, so, just I, I thought you should know that. Yeah, I um, that. It was, yeah, I know. I didn't tell you. I wasn't gonna break his confidence, but <laughs> I figured now. I'm, I'm in family now. I could tell you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like really it sounds like you have had a yes. great support system. I remember, like, I know it was in the beginning of it, the talk, but it, it was impressive that. Emily's friends came and, you know, wanted to be active and, but wanted to include you guys, the whole family that it became it and hearing the story about how everybody goes and it, and it's like, you guys get to have a yearly celebration of Emily's life. And I think that's, that's a really powerful, to me, it would be a very powerful way, way to celebrate somebody, uh, especially in a place where you all felt so supported by St. Jude. So I'm amazed. And I'm also impressed in your sub five hour marathon. Um, but for you, how did, how did that community that got built, how does that, um, you know, play a, a role in your training and your ability and your accomplishment to get under five hours the first time? Um, well, I know I talked about Jennifer, but I have to say it again is, uh, is I don't know if she knew that she had this much power over me, but um, she would, she gave me things. She told me exactly what to do. And for me, because I'm not an experienced runner, I really had to concentrate when I was running on and do exactly what she told me to do because when I got through, I would send her a picture of my results and I didn't want to disappoint her. So the whole time I'm running, I'm thinking, I had my whole team with me. I had, Emily was with me. I had Jennifer with me telling me what to do. Um, and I knew that when I finished, my family would be there at the finish line to cheer me on. And everybody, even my, you know, my Sunday school class, everybody would, my family, how's the training going? How's the training going? And just having everybody excited to see if I could do it and um, and the challenges that Jennifer gave me just motivated me to keep going. And that's, that, you know, when I that time that I had to run 18 miles, I thought, what the heck am I doing? And uh, <laughs> she told me exactly what to do and I did it. And it paid off. So having my family and all of them, like you said, this um, going to Memphis every December, when you lose a child, the main thing, one thing you worry about is that people will forget them. And that's, we celebrate her birthday, but we celebrate big time in, in Memphis with all her friends. So uh, that that's motivated me to, to do the fundraising and the training. Cool. Absolutely. Wow. So, um, what's next for uh, Team Emily Strong? Um, well, we've already formed our team for this coming December. We're cross crossing our fingers. Everything is a green light so far that it will happen. Um, we're already fundraising. We've got about 
I think we've got about 15 people so far. Her friends are typical 20 year olds. They, they wait till the very last minute and then they, Oh yeah, I got to get on there. <laughs> so <laughs> always come through and we always are, uh, we have incredibly generous and supportive friends who support our team. Um, and, uh, Actually, I've got some friends that for the first time they fundraised last year and they didn't realize that they had signed up to fundraise and they were stressing about it. And I told them, it's super easy. Just tell your friends what you're doing. Well, they got into a competition, the husband and the wife, on who <laughs> most money and they just went wild with it. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's where we're ready to go. If anybody wants to come to Memphis, reach out to me and you can join Emily Strong and we have a great time Friday night, the night before Jennifer can tell you exactly what to eat. (laughs) 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 We have people that run the 5k, the 10k, the half and the full. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, So yeah, I was just going to ask also, what kind of advice do you have for She Squad? So, She Squad, we're a virtual team. I think we think of ourselves that way. But what kind of um, you know advice do you have those for those athletes? Ta- we're going to be tackling a half marathon as our as our first running event. But any any um, thoughts on how they should approach that? Well, um, the the first thing is if they're already to this point, they t- can totally do it because if they're invested the time to be in your training program, then that tells me that they really want to do it. And I can tell them that if I can do this, anybody can do it. Anybody. Um, but take the advice that Ruth and Jennifer give you or whoever is helping you train. Um, do it on, do it, do it your way. I'll know a lot of people love to train in groups. People love to listen to music. I, I don't listen to music. I run alone or with John. I do it my way. I use that time to talk to Emily. I focus on my surroundings, the birds chirping and the sun shining through the trees. Um, I go at a comfortable pace unless Jennifer has me doing something different. Um, I have learned I'm a, I'm very frugal and I don't like to spend money on a lot of stuff, but I have learned that the shoes are well worth it. I think I'm on my fourth year now. Um, and the nourishment that you do just have fun with it. Don't stress out about it and allow yourself the time to feel and think, uh, about, you know, whatever Whatever's motivating you to run, use this time to um, to think about things. And Emily, like I said, Emily suffered so much pain and disappointment, but she loved her life and she loved living and had the brightest smile and sense of humor. So when I run, I try to, or just living, I try to live it with that passion that she had. And so just do it your way. And like I said, if I can do it, anybody can. <laughs> Love it. I mean, so let's let's wrap up with a couple of fun questions. I, I might even already know the answer to this, but if you could run with any person, who would it be? Well, you know, my first thought was Emily. Exactly. But... That's what I thought you would say. Yeah. And that's, that's fair. 
But uh, the funny thing is, obviously, she's not here physically with me any longer, and she runs with me every day. But uh, she hated running, actually. (laughs) Up there. When I ran that marathon, I'm sure she was thinking, Mom, what are you doing? (laughs) And then I thought, okay, well, I'd like to run with Pope Francis because I would love asking a lot of questions. But I can't talk when I run, so that wouldn't work. I just want to talk to him the whole time. So I told John, I said, I think I would want to run with John and Ben and Mark and Jennifer Mm -hmm. and her husband in Austin on a really cool trail. That's what I'd like to do. (laughs) We can make that happen. All of us are real available people. (laughs) Yes. The two squad sometime. I think that would be so fun to run with y'all. No, that'd be great. That'd be great. That would be so cool. We can make this happen for sure. And I just want to back up for one second. You can run with Pope um, because if you run slow enough, you can talk. So (laughs) clearly, clearly, my coaching is not done. (laughs) We still have work to do. I'm just imagining the Pope in the Pope mobile running on his treadmill yeah. next to you, next to you running on the ground. <laughs> totally. And I see him in, in his whole full white rigid, you know, like I, I can't yeah. imagine running like that, but I, I think he probably does. So. I would think so. That's awesome. So another kind of fun question is if you could travel anywhere right now, where would be your dream run destination? You may have said uh, it too. I have learned that I love to run in the cold. I do not mm. like it when it's hot. If it's more than 65, I don't really like it. Um, yep. So I've decided, I think, a cold morning where there's a ton of trees out in the countryside in some European country, wherever. I don't know. I think that would be the coolest thought, coolest run. So that's where I would like to run. I don't know. That's, that's awesome. That is well, awesome. And I, I promise, I promise pinky swear, air pinky swear. I don't know what we can really do right now, but I promise that we will meet very soon. Either one of these trips to Austin, getting ready for the wedding or, or just coming to see Mark when he's at school or, um, or when we get up near Waco. Like I know there's a bunch of good races up in Waco too. So, and I do love an excuse to go to the silos bakery. So, um, <laughs> We we will make this happen, and I I'm I I'm serious. John, Ben, Mark, you, Scooby, and I are are going for a run. Okay. Um. So, Brenda, thank you for sharing your story today. I um. I I know that it's going to inspire a lot of people um to dig into their why and and what their purpose in running is because at the end of the day, you know that that's what makes us all lifelong runners. Um, so thank you. We celebrate Emily Stevens' memory. And um, She Squad, I, I really hope that, you know, you guys take from this. I mean, there are so many ways that running does good um, in the world. And please keep continuing to encourage each other. So yeah, anything you guys want to say before we sign off? Well, just to let everybody know if they want, we'll definitely put something in the in the notes uh, talking about Emily Strong. And if you guys want to be involved and you want to go to Memphis and run, it's a great uh, 
definitely a great organization. It sounds like a really fun group of people. So we'll definitely <laughs> provide that for you guys. Um, and it's just one more opportunity to figure out your why. So I, I really appreciate it, Brenda. Um, it's a, it's a, Emily sounds like a wonderful person. Um, oh. I think I, I, I feel very lucky that you shared her story with us. And, and particularly for me, it was the take, takeaway that she lived every moment of her life to the fullest. And I don't think we do that very well. A lot of times we take it for granted. So I feel like you guys were so blessed to have such an amazing woman in your presence while she was there. And you get to run with her daily. I would make me run daily. So thank you so much for sharing that. It, re it really touched my heart. And I, I feel very lucky. Thank you. Thank you, Ruth. And thank you, Jennifer, for being part of my team. Yep. Always. Always. So. She squad, another inspiring woman. Let's go. There you go. What a conversation there with Brenda. So much inspiration to be had. Thank you so much to her for being willing to share her story in such a vulnerable way. And of course, thanks to Ruth and Jen for leading that conversation. Thanks to all of you for listening. As always, you can check us out at roguerunning.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Rogue Running. Until next time. We'll talk to you soon.